Good morning, Grace. Today's message, we're talking about the importance of honesty and oh, honesty. It is a tricky thing, isn't it? We all want it. We all look for it. We all say that we want to be honest people and we want to surround ourselves with honest people. We want honest relationships. We want honest workspaces, but we often fall short on that. And it's not because we're all liars and terrible people. It's simply because honesty is scary. The idea of being completely vulnerable to people and in different situations, it's terrifying. And we omit things, we hide our emotions because we feel like we have to create this ideal persona in our minds that it's actually far from ideal. Just the thought of, what if I am honest with someone? What would they think? What would they think about the things that I'm thinking? All of this plays in our minds whenever honesty comes to the table. As many of you know, I grew up in a church pew. Whole family is churchgoers and reading, discussing the Bible was a family activity, kind of like game nights. And I know that might sound boring to some of you, but honestly, it is still my favorite thing about my family. I remember gathering around the dining table and discussing the sermons that we heard together or Sunday school lessons or just random questions that we might have about our faith or even throwing some challenge flags in case someone says something you just don't agree. We would spend hours in this activity and I just absolutely loved it. My grandmother, as a good matriarch, she was our number one Bible teacher. Any questions you may have, you just go to grandma and you're like, hey, this this is my question. And she would guide you through it. But she wasn't the kind of teacher that just gives you an answer. She would make you look for it. When I was around 10, 11 years old, I grew very curious about King David. Like, who is this dude that we talked about all the time? We hear stories about him all the time. All the babies are named after him. There's got to be more to him, right? So I went to my grandmother and I was like, hey, Grams, what's up with King David? Like, what what is so special about him? What is his story? He's, there's got to be more to him than just the guy that killed the big guy, right? And she just straight up looked at me and she was like, do you have a regular Bible? Like no kid's Bible, a real one with just chapters. And I said, no. So the very next day she showed up at home with a new Bible for me. And she just said, there you go. Here is the answer to your question. You can start reading from first Samuel and just go from there. I'm not here to unpack my grandmother's teaching skills or whether or not you should allow your 10 year old read the Old Testament by herself. But I'm here to tell you, I did not see that coming. David's story is a mess, like really dirty, stinky, ugly mess with some good moments every once in a blue moon. I just couldn't believe that this is the same guy that we all grew up to see as a role model and to admire. The dude literally had one good moment of courage when he was killing Goliath. And then he basically just ran for his life at any side of danger. Um, there was adultery in his story. He killed someone to steal his wife, to be his wife. Don't even get me started on his fatherhood skills because they are just not good. They're just not good. But what blew my mind even more is that the prophet Samuel, he hints that David was a man after God's own heart. 
what, how, why, how is this even possible? So I went back to my grandmother with all these frustrations and all these questions, just being like, what in the world is happening? And she looked at me very calm as she usually was. And she said, now you get to read the Psalms. So she gave my Bible back. She was just like, go read the Psalms. And I did. And part of me just wanted to hold on to my grandma and say, just give me an answer. Tell me you agree with me. This is not good. But that's not how my grandmother used to do things. So I went home and I read the Psalms. It's been 19 years since that interaction with my grandmother. To this day, I continue to look back to the Psalms because those Psalms, those prayers, they continue to teach me what makes David's relationship with God so precious. I'll spare you of the 19 years of wrestling and I'll just give you the answer. David was radically honest when it came to his relationship with God. And he truly understood the importance of honesty when it comes to connecting with his creator. David was honest about who he was, what his passions were, his desires. He was honest about what he was expecting from God. And he was honest about his frustration when those expectations were not met. David was honest about what he wanted for his enemies, a little bit too honest, in my opinion. Uh, David really knew that he could just open his mouth and pour out his heart to God. When you read the Psalms, you just know that those were not planned. He literally just started praying and he just let all of his emotions come out of him. He was a hundred percent honest when he was engaging in prayer and praise and worship. Psalms 32, it's a great example of this kind of raw honesty. This is what he says. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my growing all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the heat of the summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Many are the ways of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the ones who trust in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad you're righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. I love this psalm. In just a couple of verses, David covers so much ground for a good relationship with God. Not only that, he covered a lot of ground for relationships in general. You know, when you're watching a movie or you're reading a book and all the main characters are holding something back or they're hiding that one thing that it is a big deal. And all you can think is just talk to each other. <laughs> just be honest. That's how I feel every time I try to watch that show, This Is Us. And before 
anyone complains, I know we have a lot of good fans of that show at Grace, and it is a really good show. The thing is, every time I try to watch those episodes, I just find myself yelling at the TV, like, just open up, just talk to each other. But it's not that simple, is it? The number one reason why people decide to hide things from each other is the fear of punishment or even the fear of being cast out. And that it's a valid fear and it presents itself to all of our relationships with friendships at workplaces with family dynamics. I know I struggle with that. The idea of being vulnerable to the people around me, sharing my emotions, sharing my questions and my struggles. It's a no-no on my books, but it shouldn't be. What we fail to realize is that no relationship can grow if honesty, it's not the foundation of it. No relationship can grow if honesty, it's not the foundation for it. A relationship grounded in honest conversations and vulnerability should be the kind of relationship we all are looking for. That beautiful relationship that makes us feel safe and seen and heard and even challenged. We crave that kind of connection in all relationships in our lives, with our friends, with our coworkers, with our parents, with our kids, with everyone around us. So of course, that is the kind of relationship that we crave When it comes to our God, we want God to hear us. We want God to see us, to understand our our passions and desires and our frustrations and our anger. We want God to be around all of this, but we are scared. We are scared because we think God won't like what we have to say. Deep down, we continue to walk in eggshells around God and our relationship with him, not because we are caught up in some kind of majestic view, but because we are so scared that we're going to say something or we're going to present something and then God is going to look at us and say, this is it. You cross the line, you out. But here's the good news. The Psalms are proof that God can take anything you need to say to him. He just wants you to say it. When David writes the Psalms, He does it knowing fully well that God already searched his heart. God already knew everything that was going on. But David also knew that his honesty when approaching God is the path to a deep and meaningful relationship. That was the necessary step to become a man after God's own heart. To feel safe enough in the presence of his creator that he didn't have any fear with presenting all the things that he was feeling because he knew God's love and God's mercy. David just didn't hold anything back. The Psalm 51 was written right after David committed adultery with Bathsheba. And he expressed his fear of being excluded for his sins, saying this, For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justify when you judge. 
Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. On Psalms 13, David is unleashing his anger and frustration because he was feeling like God has forgotten him. And he says this, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look at me and answer, Lord, my God. This psalm is particularly close to my heart. That was the psalm that I related the most when I was in middle school and my parents got separated. And it is the psalm that I go back to all the time right now as I am back to a very long and discouraging visa process. Being in a situation like that, where you have absolutely no control of the outcome and all your fear, all your anxiety and all your frustration just keeps coming back to you 24 seven. You can't help but wonder if God is playing some kind of twisted hide and seek game with you. So your frustrations are valid and you should let God know what you're feeling. But the thing is, even in moments like that, David didn't forget to recognize God's love. And he completes that psalm saying, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. These are just a few examples of prayers written by a man at his lowest and at his highest, telling God exactly how he feels. I wonder though, do we do this? Do we always tell God, Totally, honestly, bluntly, exactly what we're feeling. When you're hurting, is it God that you're looking for? Or even though we want to be connected with God and we want that deep relationship, we continue to think that we have to present ourselves in a perfect manner to impress God, trying to pray what we already plan to pray instead of just letting everything come out. When I was a staff at Bible camp, we used to sing that kid's song over and over, and it says, read your Bible and pray every day. But I used to tell my girls that that recipe would only work if you're willing to be vulnerable before God and radically honest about who you are, what are your feelings, what are your desires, and all these other stuff, just like therapy. Last year, Grace started a partnership with Safe Harbor Christian Counseling, and I can't stress how proud I am of our church for doing something like that. Even though I am a big fan of therapy, there were moments in my mental health journey where I felt a huge disconnection going on. I kept showing up, but nothing was improving and nothing was really challenging me. I already knew what my therapist was going to say because I already knew what I was willing to share. So a couple of weeks ago, she started our sessions as she usually does asking about my week, but she added this. She said, and how about this week? You stop holding on to something and just let go and give me an honest answer. That is exactly what God is asking us to do. We may keep showing up. We keep showing up to church. We keep reading our Bibles. We keep seeking Him in prayers. But are we laying our whole selves down 
and allowing God to reach the parts of us that we don't want anyone to see. After 19 years disliking David's popularity, I came to a conclusion, and it's not pretty. I am jealous of David's relationship with God. I am as messy, maybe even messier than David, but I have long ways to build a similar relationship like David and God had. I feel challenged by David to take the jump and be completely honest with God in every circumstance, at my happiest and my lowest. And I want my heart to be connected to God, whatever it is that I'm feeling. I want that kind of relationship David had with God, the relationship that is so deep that no matter how hard life is, no matter what we're going through, I would never doubt and I would never forget that God is walking by my side the whole time. David always approached God knowing fully well that he was loved. He was able to say, look at me and answer, but also I trust your unfailing love in the same breath because he knew who God was and he trusted God's never ending love. I invited the worship team to sing a song that speaks really close to my heart. It talks about when we find ourselves overwhelmed and so scared that we feel like we have to hide things from God because we don't deserve to be in his presence, God continues to chase us down. The song says that he shows us love. He doesn't make us earn it. And that's what I've came to realize when it comes to David. David didn't earn God's love. God just showed it to him. And that's what God is doing for us as well. Take this time to quietly reflect on this. Are we as honest with God and ourselves as David was? If not, what is holding you back? Write it down on your journal or even on your phone. Open your heart with honesty and let God speak to you. I don't know where you are in your faith, but I know that whatever you find yourself this morning, honesty is the answer for a stronger and deeper relationship with God. And honesty is my prayer to all of us this morning. Why do I do things I hate? Why do I say things that I shouldn't say? When I know better, I could love better. Some days I take it too far. Sometimes the world gets the best of my heart I know who I am Till I forget just who I am When I find myself again Standing knee deep in my sin You chase me down I don't deserve it You show me love I make a mess And I just start running Hoping that you won't go Ooh, and I'm lost And I'm low In a place I think you won't go 
chase me down chase me down Sometimes I can't believe Stay when you don't have to Cause you won't leave Whatever that looks like That's what love looks like Chase me down When I don't deserve it You show me love You don't make me young I make a mess And I just start running Hoping that you won't go Oh, and I'm lost And I'm loving a place That I think you won't go Chase me down Chase me down. 